This is Project Keto. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast is a result of my lifelong experience searching for the answers to my health struggles. I'm here to teach you the how-tos, practical tips, and tactics to eating a ketogenic diet. No more deprivation or confusion when it comes to your amazing body. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hello friends, this is Season 5, Episode 4, and today I'm talking all about my experience with and without fasting on carnivore. Before I jump right into today's topic though, I just want to thank all of you for joining me again today. It's been also really fun to connect with so many of you over on Instagram. I've received a lot of messages and comments from Many of you recently telling me that you are either considering starting carnivore or that you've already started and you're getting some amazing results. So thank you so much for just getting involved and also reaching out to me because it can feel a little bit lonely or just a little bit odd hosting a podcast because I'm talking, I'm sharing this information, but I'm all by myself. Like right now, I'm actually sitting in my closet doing this. I'm going to put out this information and then I kind of always wonder, like, is anybody even listening? Is anybody even getting anything out of this? And so it's been really fun to actually hear from some of you. And that's definitely my favorite part of doing the podcast is getting to know you, the keto community, and now some of the carnivore community. But today's topic is all about my fasting experience on carnivore, and I really wanted to talk about this because I used to do quite a bit of fasting when I was doing keto before I started carnivore, and then when I tried to implement the fasting into carnivore, it didn't work out for me at all. Let's back up. So when I was doing keto, I would typically fast for... 16, sometimes 20 hours a day. Um, Not every single day, but most days of the week I was fasting for roughly 16 hours. And that means after my last bite of food at bedtime, I wouldn't eat anything again until about 16 hours later. So if I finished eating at, let's say, 7 p.m. on a Monday, then I wouldn't be eating again until... about 11, 12, sometimes even 1 o'clock the next day. So that intermittent fasting was working really well for me at the time, and I know it was working well because I felt really good when I was doing it. I never felt like I was overly hungry or I was starving myself. It actually really improved my energy levels. And then I would routinely do 24-hour fasts as well. So maybe once a week or every two weeks or so, I would do a 24-hour fast. And when I'm in my fasting hours, I'm not consuming any calories at all. So I would have water, black coffee, and some supplements, but I wouldn't be having like fat in my coffee or any other kind of food or calories at all. And then I would keep all of my food and calories in the eating window. So that was working great for me while I was on keto, but I really think that the reason why I kept failing at trying carnivore 
is because I was trying to continue with my fasting and do carnivore, and I've discovered that that does not work for me. When I first attempted carnivore a couple of years ago, I could only go a couple of days, and I just felt like I was so, like I just couldn't finish, I couldn't eat enough food. And I think it's because I was still trying to eat like one meal a day or one big meal and then one really small meal. And I just couldn't get enough calories or enough meat into one or one and a half meals. And it was just like too much food at once. And then I would be starving during my fasting time. And it just really wasn't working for me. But I didn't really put that together until many months or maybe even a year later. I've heard from a lot of other carnivores, especially women, that they don't feel good doing a lot of fasting on carnivore. So I don't think that I'm the only one. Now men are different. There seem to be quite a few men on carnivore that do just fine having one meal a day or incorporating more longer fasts like 24 or even 48 hour fasts or longer while doing carnivore. But for women, we are much more sensitive to the effects of fasting, and it's important that we all really listen to our own bodies. So how I incorporate fasting now is, first of all, I don't have a strict schedule. I don't have anything regimented where I have to stick to anything really strictly. Instead, I'm focusing on really listening to my body honestly and doing that. So I choose to eat in the day when I feel hunger, not when I'm just feeling cravings or when I'm bored, but when I actually have hunger in my belly and my belly, my stomach feels empty and it's growling, that's what I consider hunger. So usually I get hungry around 9.30 or 10 a.m. now and I'll have a meal, but I don't ever feel like having like a huge meal at that time. So I'll have maybe a half a pound of meat or so, something like that. And I always crave more fat at that time. So maybe I'll have pork belly or just extra fat with my meat. And then I'm also having some coffee with MCT oil powder and sometimes some collagen in the morning. And I know MCT oil powder is not a carnivore food, but that's okay. I'm. It works for me. I like it. I don't have any problems with it, so that's what I'm having in my coffee. So I've got my coffee in the morning. Sometimes I have my meal around 9.30 or 10, and then I usually get hungry again in the afternoon around 2 o'clock or so. So I'll have another meal at that time, maybe another half or three quarters of a pound of some more meat with some fat, And then I will usually eat again around 6.30 p.m. Some more meat and some fat. And I don't usually have any snacks at all. Um, I'm not big on snacking. I prefer to allow my stomach to get really empty so that I'm very hungry when it's time to eat my meals. If I'm snacking all throughout the afternoon or in between meals, then I really lose my hunger signals and I never know if I'm actually hungry or not. And it's very easy for me to just overeat and have too much food that way. I absolutely do continue intermittent fasting, but sometimes it's only for 12 or 13 hours overnight. I never eat in 
a shorter window than 12 hours. So I would never like eat dinner at 8 p.m. and then get up and have breakfast at 6 a.m. That's just intuitively that would feel terrible. I wouldn't be hungry. But also I just believe it's important for all of us to have a break for at least 12 hours overnight, a break for your digestion. So again, I'm following my body and my hunger signals with my meal timing, but that doesn't work for everybody. If you if you're still healing your body or getting your hunger signals back after maybe being damaged from eating too many carbs or having a blood sugar roller coaster for too many years, then you might not really have hunger signals and you might have to stick to more of a schedule. Like maybe you decide I'm always going to fast 12 or 13 hours overnight and then I have three distinct meals at set times and maybe you have to stick to that for a period of time until you you heal yourself enough to get your hunger signals back. That can work for a lot of people and I've, I have had to stick to pretty strict meal times and non-snacking for a long time to get my hunger signals back. But now I really do have the hunger signals so I'm able to listen to them and know when I'm actually hungry so I know when it's time for me to eat. And there are some times where I do actually intermittent fast a little bit longer while on carnivore, but it's not very often. Usually it's when I get my period or the week after I have my period, I am a lot less hungry and I require a lot less fat. So if I just wake up and I don't feel like eating until 12 or 1 or even 2 o'clock, then that's what I do. I just don't eat until that time. And then that works out for me that day. And there are times, maybe two or three or four times a month, where I do just end up fasting for 16, 17, or even 20, or sometimes 24 hours just because truly I'm not hungry inside. But I don't put it on my schedule and I don't stick to a strict regimen with that. I've also really damaged myself in the past years ago from forcing too much fasting and I lost my period, my hair began to fall out, I had severe health problems and it took me about two or maybe three years to get my period back after that and it's been a long time of me having to heal from that. I've gained weight since then, I've um, really had to just allow my body to heal and now I feel like I'm at a point finally where my body is in a safe zone again where it can actually feel safe enough to tap into fat stores and um, get into ketosis and allow myself to do fasting and to eat carnivore without um, my body thinking that it's going back into starvation mode. So if you are a person that has damaged yourself from too much fasting or eating um, an extreme diet, like if you've done a lot of severe dieting over time, then you probably will have to go for a while where you're maybe eating in a surplus. You're eating more food or more fat than you think you might need or that you're comfortable with eating. And yes, you might actually gain weight for a while, but you might need to do that in order to get your period back or to heal your hormones or heal your thyroid enough that then you're able to decrease 
the food, maybe the calories or the fat, um, just decrease the food enough that your body can actually get into ketosis and burn its own fat for fuel and um, heal itself. But unfortunately, many of us that have been in the keto space have been sort of conditioned to this extreme fasting. And maybe we see men doing this where they can fast all the time or they do these five-day fasts once a month and it works wonders for them and they drop a hundred pounds really quick and they have this amazing body and they feel fantastic but for a lot of us women if if we've forced ourselves to do that for too long and it's really been um, damaging for us then we have to go through a healing period and oftentimes that healing period will involve a little bit of weight gain it doesn't mean that you should go and gain a hundred pounds. It doesn't mean that you should go and eat whatever you want. It just means, it, like for me, it meant that I had to eat more often, so less fasting. I had to eat a little bit more volume of food for a while, and I ended up putting on some pounds. I don't know how many because I don't weigh myself, but now I'm actually seeing that it's coming off, and it's because I've healed my hormones I'm I'm supporting my hormones with all of the fat that I'm eating and with the rest and the um, break from the fasting and really focusing on lowering stress levels improving sleep improving detoxification and with all of that now my body is actually working again where if I want to lose some weight I actually can and I know that that's possible for everybody but it does take really treating your body respectfully with decreasing stress focusing on improving hormones focusing on improving sleep and eating enough and eating the right foods now I truly believe after going through a lot of trials that increasing carbs for me wouldn't be the answer to healing from all of that excessive fasting. I used to think, and I've actually done podcast episodes on this, I used to think that it's really important to cycle carbs and to have some times where you're eating more carbs um, and then other times where you're eating less carbs. And that actually did help me for a period of time. But ultimately, for me, I find I do a lot better without that. And instead of cycling in higher carbs on certain times of the month or certain periods of my life, I actually prefer to cycle in a lot higher fat. So when I'm feeling depleted or I'm feeling more stressed or I'm getting closer to my period, I prefer to up my fat, specifically animal fats, by a lot. And then a lot of the stress that I'm experiencing or the symptoms of PMS will go away just by increasing the fats and then I start to feel so much better. But if you um, are one of these people that has really struggled because you've damaged yourself from too much fasting or um, too, min too much dieting, then you might need to consider something like upping your fats a lot. Or I still believe that some people might do better healing themselves by just slightly increasing their carbs with some starchy vegetables. Not with grains, not with processed foods, not with fast food, but by maybe adding in some sweet potatoes or some peas 
or beets or carrots every once in a while. So that is one route that does work for some people. Or if you're not comfortable with that, you, you know that the carbs really don't work for you and it causes you to have food addictions or sugar cravings or a blood sugar roller coaster or maybe you're diabetic or you're pre-diabetic or you just aren't wanting to add in the carbs, kind of like how I feel, then for you, really increase your fat before your periods or during stressful times or if you no longer have a period, just increase your fats a lot uh, and see if you start to heal, meaning if you start to get hunger signals back, true real hunger signals, or if you um, start to experience a benefit in um, improving some bad symptoms, like if your hair is falling out and then it stops falling out after you increase the fats, that's a really good thing. Or if you can't sleep well and then you increase your fats and you start sleeping better, that's a really positive thing. Another tool would be to stop doing too much fasting. So if you were like me and you were fasting all the time, stop doing that and start eating three or four times a day or just allow yourself to eat every time you feel hunger but you're eating high protein, high fat foods and very low carb, sometimes just by quitting all of the fasting for a period of time, like even a few years, that can really improve damage from doing too much fasting or from doing too much dieting. So I know that this was a little bit all over the place with information, but I, I want to remind you that this podcast is a little bit like um, a journal or a diary of my experience doing carnivore. So I would never go and say that I am an expert at carnivore or that I'm a professional at carnivore information, but I really have um, been through the ringer of health struggles and I've tried a ton of different things. Healthy diets, unhealthy diets, I've tried so many different methods to get my health back and so I'm just here to share what's worked for me. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you today, especially if you have damaged yourself from too much dieting or fasting or yo-yo dieting or intermittent fasting or anything. If you feel that you've kind of been damaged from that, then I hope that this episode was helpful for you today. Remember to reach out to me over on Instagram. You can find me at Madeline Rosie Evergreen over there. And I look forward to hearing from you and um, you joining the conversation. I also have a special code, a special gift for everybody. If you've seen over on Instagram, I've been obsessed lately with carnivore crisps. They are these like dehydrated little pieces of meat. They have all different kinds of meat like brisket, chicken, pork loin, chicken skins, lamb, uh, eye of round, all sirloin, all different kinds of meat and they're coming they come from regenerative agriculture, which is so important. If you listen to the last episode, season five, episode three, you know how important it is to get meat from regenerative farms. But the, they, the carnivore crisps are like these little dehydrated pieces of super high quality meat, super, super high quality. And the only ingredient is the meat, Redmond sea salt, which is a great brand, and then water. So if you're wanting to try some of those crisps, they make, um, 
great little snacks or something to eat on the go. Like I'm going to be going on a road trip coming up. I'm getting ready for that soon. So we've got a bunch of carniv carnivore crisps ready for that. Um, and they also just add a nice little crunch to your carnivore diet if you've been missing a crunch. So if you want 10% off of an order, any order of carnivore crisps, you can use the code Project Keto, all one word, and I'll link to the carnivore crisps and put the code in the show notes for you today. So once again, thank you so much for listening, and uh, you can look forward to some future episodes coming up here on traveling and carnivore. I am getting ready to leave for a road trip. It's about a 10-day, week-and-a-half-long road trip to Orlando and back with my husband, Christopher, and we're going to be doing carnivore the whole time, and I'll be sharing so much of what we're doing on Instagram, but do, but I'll also be doing at least one episode, probably two episodes, on how to do road trip while doing carnivore, and I'm so excited for that. So I'll catch you over on Instagram and on the next episode.